3: The spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with
4: Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regents Bank. It is 5 o'clock, congratulations Hopefully you're off work Luckily for you old dirty, the Delphin Big D Santiago is in the building as Tyler is out By the way By the way, this time tomorrow and this hour tomorrow Your chance to win a pair of tickets To see Whiskey Meyer at the uh, rodeo Tuesdays and Thursday Alright, I gotta come clean, man is it Meyer or Myers? Is there an S on there? I think there's an S on there. Okay, whiskey Myers. I would whiskey just Myers, Yeah. I would say is it Myers? All right. I yeah. was trying to trail it off just in case because I do have this, I do have this propensity to just plural, to make things plural that don't need to be. I like to add S's, vicious Sonics, WalMarts.
0: Ron, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Targets. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I feel like there's a pretty good chance that. My wife's not going to be able to make whiskey Myers with me I feel like you ought to go with me man
4: uh, I knew it's coming, man thats it's, it's not what what night is it
0: uh it's, it's a night or two after I think it's, it's the 11th I think
4: the 11th because because uh Laney's the ninth
0: yeah so it's the 11th I'm pretty sure because that, that's the deal is is lowe's Lowe's afraid we're gonna wear out our our uh
4: it's a Sunday because I think Carly's Friday I think that'd be a Sunday. Um, you know, well, I mean,
0: I, I just I, I, here's what I want you to do. If you I pick I, I don't, me up, you know. I, I don't want to <laughs> commit. If I what? I don't want to commit. I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to commit. I, I don't want to make this thing official yet. Um, yeah,
4: make sure she
0: can't go, or maybe well, take Linda. I mean, I, well, I mean, I look, I, look, we we can figure something out. If, if if anybody, we can figure something out. Whiskey Myers. I want you to listen to Whiskey Myers. Here's the deal. If you like Kings of Leon the way you you say you like Kings of Leon.
4: well, The way you said that makes it feel like you have some. I mean, if
0: that's not something that just brings back memories or just is a good friend and maybe you got to hang out with them a few times and and so there's, there's okay. But if you legitimately like their sound.
4: Sex on Fire, a great one.
0: Great one. Great song. If you really like their song, that their music, their sound,
4: Whiskey Myers is in the ball.
0: I think there's, I think there's a really good chance that if you give Whiskey Myers an open-minded, I do, honest honest opinion, that you 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 can you can like their song. This you,
4: person you, texting in doesn't help. What happened? Whiskey Myers is bomb. And we're still using that. We're still using bomb. I ain't heard that in I ain't heard that in a long time. Well, I'm telling you, it's hey, true. Man, that, hey, that is the
0: bomb. It's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. I'm just telling you.
4: I give it, I I give it I hadn't listened to it. I hadn't heard it. I I will take a gander with Whiskey Myers. But
0: it, it is definitely more southern rock
4: okay, I can mess than, with that. than country. I can mess with that. Alright, Whiskey Myers, your chance to win a pair of tickets three o'clock hour. Damn, and they're good. Five o'clock hour. All right. The eleventh. Hear that, Chris? Trying to take me out on a date. Yeah, man.
0: Got to take it. Trying to open your eyes to the <laughs> to a new world over here, bub.
4: <laughs> All right, so make sure you're listening uh, tomorrow in the five o'clock hour. But wait, 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 Ron, do you have boots? You no, have I'm cowboy. Not wearing, boots? I don't have boots. I'm not. Oh man. What do you mean? Do you have boots? Yeah, I
0: have cowboy boots, man.
4: Come on, man. I'm not getting cowboy boots. I may get you a pair not, of cowboy boots to go I'm along with it. I'm just not ready. I'm just not. I'm ready to compete. I may
0: get you a pair of cowboy boots go along with it. No, don't do it. Don't do that. You're going to you're gonna try to force me. Come on, I had a man. a long
4: conversation at the cookout in the VIP with somebody about cowboy boots, See? Three people about cowboy
0: boots. I'm just telling you, you throwing a nice a nice pair of – and you you need to be exotic. You need, you need to get some snake skin or something. And you don't need to come in with no just plain leather. I mean, that's just not your deal. It's, you know who wants to get some? Who? Courtney. Absolutely. I know. She I said, I knew, I'm tired, I knew I'm tired of
4: living here this long without having a pair. <laughs> Courtney's coming around baby. And then she said, oh, my God, somebody paid $475 for some boots?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You hey, ain't, baby. I, I may or may not have paid close to that. I was gonna say a couple times this month. Hey, I'm telling you, man, we get you some. For some reason, I like. I mean, you could definitely do the gator and the ostrich and all that, but you you got there's a snake vibe to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, There, there, there there's a snake vibe to you. You can throw on you can throw on black jeans, black shirt. And some, and some snake, one? and you can do any color, you can do any color snake skin, you can do the You know, the... I
4: like a little black on black on black
0: yeah, Well, you know, it. No, I, I refuse to let you do all black snake skins Why? Because you gotta, I, got to, I gotta be able to walk by you and know them snake skins I don't wanna think they might be lizard, no, 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 no I, I'm, I'm gonna walk up on you Like you see the oh, ones Oh,
4: you want me get like Jake the Snake? No, you see,
0: you, know, you see the ones uh, McAfee always wears Nice no, That snake that, that Now, you we can get you a little, his are like white and black damn near we can get you a little more brown and black where where it's not as but but, but that that's the, that's the ticket.
4: That's Ron right there. Someone said Clint, why don't you ease Ron in
0: with a pair of ropers? I don't ease nobody in. with Ron. I don't <laughs> ease nobody in. If if, if if we don't, I I don't believe
4: the in, but... in in Chris's face. You ain't got no pair of boots. How much your boots run you? About
2: three hundred.
4: Yeah, or I mean, I just, it, I just they're I, leather though. My girl got them. But that's a pair you know. of jays.
0: Maybe. One pair is all you need, G. They'll last you forever, man.
4: Ooh-wee.
0: Hey, man. I have just, two.
4: You got two, huh? Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's in my journey. I feel like 300 is the cheapest I didn't hurt. I
0: think I think I can get you one under $300. i will pay the difference. I'll pay the difference. I, well, just, I'll pay the I don't difference. know
4: why in my head. And I, I know we'll move on because I know there's somebody in here sitting around here just pissed about not hearing what Nick Casario has. <laughs> But I, I, my bad, I forgot it was five o'clock. I'm fire. With it. Uh, you got person, me excited this, about that damn whiskey, Myers, man. Personally, better, than I think. Yeah. Um. From the text line, Bubba, uh, Ron. Black dudes look awesome in boots and a hat. Try it, man. Nah, man. I'm,
0: it's not my journey right now.
4: I'm not. I'm not really gonna my journey.
0: I'm not gonna disagree with the texture. Well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily. I, I don't walk around thinking black guys in particular look look uh, great in hats and boots. I mean, I I think I don't. I think a lot of folks do, but but. I I do I do think for a man black or white that doesn't necessarily or Hispanic or or where where you where do you what's your background Hispanic yeah No, nah, you got some you, you got more than Hispanic in in uh, in you
2: I'm Puerto Rican and
0: Mexican there you go Puerto okay, Rican okay. that's where I was going with it either way you go a good pair of snake skins, bub yeah man
4: um yeah
0: I just you you wear, many, wear you wear them wear, anywhere rodeos you can wear them. Christmas? I wore
4: some boots the last time. They weren't no cowboy boots, but I wore some to cook-off. What were they? Just some regular nice nice boots and a nah, nice pair of jeans. You couldn't even them. tell he was boots. They could. You could. They just wasn't cowboy You boots. were some Doc Up No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Figgy had some on, though. I'm, uh, I'm, hey, I'm Figgy better. push your envelope now. No, Fig, figgy, he get did. out there he with did. it. He did. He did. Yeah, man, I just... Nah, can't. I not, not not my journey right now. All right, Nick Casario. Um... He spoke about two of his free agents, and I would say not just two of his free agents. I know a lot of people were impressed by the season for good reason for Will Anderson, who won Defensive Rookie of the Year, and a lot of people were impressed by the second half uh, of Derek Stingley, but for me, in my opinion, Jonathan Grenard and Blake Cashman were the, the most consistent defensive players this year, uh, week in and week out, and I think Jonathan Grenard was the best overall defensive player, Blake Ooh, excuse me. AKA Cash led you in tackles. Here's Nick Casario talking about these two free agents.
2: Yeah, both really good football players that have helped us win a number of games. Um, I think Cash's role has kind of grown sort of incrementally each year. We traded for him, I think, with the idea that he would have an impact in the kicking game. Which he has, and I think when he's had the opportunity to play on defense, I mean he led us in tackles this year, which I'm sure nobody had that in their bingo card. So, um, but Cash has done a lot of great things for us. So, um, you know, we'll work through the process. You know, if we have the opportunity to bring him back. I think he'll, you know, have a good role on the team. And JG, um, you know, JG had as good of a year as he's had since he's been in the league. So, I think the big thing with JG is just being available take advantage of the opportunities and, you know, do that. And he had a lot of disruptive plays. So, you know, he's a good young player. So, you know, we'll work through the process with those players and kind of see where we are heading into, you know, a few weeks from now.
4: All right. uh, That is uh, Nick Casario talking about Blake Cashman and Jonathan Grenard. And listen, I'll say this. Jonathan Grenard, that one is – that one I think is a real conversation point of whatever side you're on because that – like you're going to have to make a serious investment on a on Jonathan Grenard, that could be in the range from 18 to 20 plus million, knowing you're going to have to make an investment on the other side with Will Anderson. I can understand that one, and the and, and maybe the trepidation for some people on making that move. Clint Blake Cashman, that, that just feels like a no brainer to me. I, I don't think he's going to be expensive. He knows the system him and he fits more into today's linebacker that can play all three downs and for the most part in most defenses Clint most people are living with two linebackers and not three and he and Christian Harris that was we talked to him in Vegas that was really starting to come on between between those two uh later on in the season to me for what he will cost and the impact like I I think that's a, a no-brainer in bringing him back
0: yeah, I, I, I do too. And the, from the sounds of it uh, with Nick Casario there, I don't want to make too much of, of, of the tone and and, and kind of the, the length of the, the comment, but it sure seems like Cashman is is a, a Nick Casario, D'Amico, Ryan's guy. You know, like you said, you you, 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 you trade for him. He comes in. Um, he, he, he does a little bit of everything. Uh, he does it with a smile on his face. He gets better every year, year in, year out. And now all of a sudden, he's gotten to a point where he he is a guy that 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 is going to make starter money at, at the very least. I, it sounds like a guy that that Nick and D'Amico want back. And I'll be honest with you, um, I'm not worried about the Texans' linebackers. I I, I believe that Cashman is going to will be back, and I believe when that linebacker room uh, is is led by Blake Cashman and Christian Harris. I think you are in in great hands. Um, now, obviously, there's you know some some voids you got to feel there at, 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 from a depth perspective. But now you're talking about backup linebackers that also play special teams, guys that that you know, sure they're going to be on the roster, but not guys that that we're going to be talking about much. So um, I, I think Cashman comes back, and and I'm gonna be honest with you, I am stoked about the linebacker position with. Uh, with I, those two,
4: we talked about it with him. I'm excited to see a full year. Those guys, uh, with a year under their belt in the defense, now almost a year together with them playing with each other, and D'Amico understanding their in the system. Their their, their well, ins and outs.
0: You, you, you I mean, there's two things in the league right now that I think your linebackers have to be really good at, and I think both of these guys have a chance to be elite, relatively speaking. And one of them is corralling, containing mobile quarterbacks. You're going to have to do it in the league with Anthony Richardson. You're going to have to do it in the AFC. I'm sorry, the division with Anthony Richardson. You're going to have to do it in the AFC with Lamar Jackson and several others. But Lamar Jackson being the the head of that snake, so to speak. Um, I believe that those two guys at, at linebacker give you as good a chance as any to corral those types of players. Um then you look at covering uh the, the cover skills of linebackers. They're as good from a cover perspective as as any pair of linebackers in, in the in the NFL. Now I'm speaking about Cashman like he's here, he's clearly a free agent, but I think they bring him back. I mean they those two guys in in 2024 NFL uh, I mean I, I are absolute money. I mean, absolutely what you want. We've seen Blake Cashman cover receivers down the field. Hell, last last season week 1, he's covering Calvin Ridley down the field on a seam route. Um and gives I mean, you a much
4: much better chance than you know the likes of Toa Toa or Perryman, Perryman or, or,
0: who, I mean any of those guys. Any of those guys. It's just, it's just like that this that's um uh, boy that that guy is a, that that guy that can't cover is is uh, is is going to get exposed at some point in every single drive that he's in. And and with Blake and 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 um, Christian Harris, man, you you just you don't have that problem. So, um, I, I'm excited about them. Hopefully, bringing back Blake Cashman. I'm excited about covering this defense with those two guys roaming the middle of the field man, defensively yeah, for D'Amico.
4: I'm with that. So, Blake Cashman. We look at at fixes, and you know you you don't have to be great everywhere. And I think I think most definitely when I watch that team and that defense. Uh, I certainly didn't feel like the linebackers were you know an absolute problem, an absolute problem and and later on in the year like that Ravens game, those two those two were probably the the standouts coming out of that game. All right, speaking of of rooms that maybe the linebacker room you feel good about, but one room that needs to be addressed. Run one room that needs to be addressed and especially because it is out there easily.
1: Boy 20610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Kubley.
4: All right, welcome back into the drive, uh Clint on YouTube and Twitch. People are rolling in and uh and listening. Someone said that uh Whiskey Myers and Kings of Leon are not even close to similar.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I don't I just. I beg to differ. Uh, I mean, I, I I beg to I beg to differ. I mean, I, look, they're they're not. I, I didn't say they were twinsies. I said if Ron's going to stray from hip hop and rap and R and B and and like Kings of Leon, there's a really good chance that he would like Whiskey Myers because Whiskey Myers is outside the country realm, a little more southern, a little more southern rock. Uh, than than your than most of your country bands, and uh, more on the Kings of Leon track than the country or the hip hop track. I, that's I, it. You you get the point. I'll you, you give get,
4: a listen and I'll and I'll see I'll see what you're you're talking about. It ain't like George Strait.
0: No, no, it's not country. <laughs> you know it's, I mean? not, it's not. It's I would I would not.
4: Oh, you know Whiskey Myers, Chris. Chris shook it
1: off. I've heard one song. That's it.
0: I, I'll tell you this. Let, let me let me put it to you like this. Here's a good description. The band's early music is a blend of southern rock and garage rock and blues influenced. Is that who does that sound like? Could that potenti- could that potentially that like, be? Yeah. Could yeah. that, yeah. that that's, potentially that's, be? Yeah. Okay. That's one. That's, southern curious. rock, yeah. It's evolved throughout the years to include a variety of genres, uh a more alternative rock based sound. In fact, this I mean it, it it's that's it it could be could be a little more similar to uh could be a little too, a little more similar to uh,
4: Caleb, each other Caleb. than
0: than we, than I, I first I first thought, huh? I mean, I don't know, man. What yeah. teacher? I'll, I'll take
4: a listen to it. Yeah, I'll take a listen to it to see see if I if I get what what, what you're saying. See, I'll take a listen to it to see if I get. What you're I think saying.
0: you should. I, I think you should. Yeah. All right.
4: Uh, all right, Clint. There is. Um, we've talked about a lot of of position groups and. I think the great part about what is going on with the Texans right now is not only do they have the funds and the money uh, and the resources when it comes to draft and everything, they've got so many um, resources to be able to get this done and fill in some of these important voids that they need to fill in. But, Clint, they also have areas to fill – that could really improve their team, that are not the most expensive to fill, that are not the highest ones to have to draft. To draft. They are in a position, when we talked about running back, to be able to fill. Some of you are losing your mind at linebacker. Linebacker is generally not one of the more expensive positions. The expensive positions, as you know, left tackle, they've got, whether you like them or not, but they've got somebody there. Uh, right tackle, they've got somebody there. Quarterback, they don't have to pay. Corner. They have somebody there, like receiver is probably the only other and defensive, like right, defensive end, defensive tackle. But they've got Will Anderson Jr. Uh, that is a high money spot that they haven't they they ha- they haven't had to pay uh, that they could maybe add. But other than that, like these spots, like running back and another one, tight end, is one that is not an expensive place and not something where you have to just spend all kinds of money to get better in and Clint, if we listen to what D'Amico had to say about Dalton Schultz yesterday, some of you may not have heard it. If you listen to what D'Amico had to say at the very least, there are some things he praises him about, but I think you can see that he'd like to see some improvement in that position. And there are potential ways to be able to do that. Here's D'Amico talking about Dalton Schultz, the tight end from last year.
3: Yeah. Dalton really did a really nice job for us in a passing game. I thought when that
4: was, two-minute drives where we were able to win a few games, Dalton really showed up in a situational football, third down. He showed up making big catches for us. So you know, we'll see what happens with Dalton in free agency, but I'm very, very proud of what he did for us last year. All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens in free agency. Talked him up, uh, talked about him uh, on certain third downs and, and was proud of his season. But if you just look at where he came from, and the tight ends, he was around, obviously George Kittle, but just the way that they wanted to play ball, uh, you get a sense that that's a spot where he could see improvement. And Clint, it is not a high price spot, and there are there's a pretty good free agent tight end class in which you could probably improve that position
0: well, look, I, I think there's there's several things that play here, and I don't want to in any way, shape, or form minimize Dalton Schultz and, and the impact that he had on this on this past game in particular, which became the identity of the Texans this past year when they won ten games, the division, and a playoff game. So, um, I tip my cap to, to what Dalton Schultz was able to do, but the reality of it is. Is that if if you in free agency this year? Yes, there are no big fish in terms of of tight ends out there that you come in and one guy's going to change the game for you. I don't believe there's one of those guys out there, but I do believe that there. If you want to go the route of a more uh, athletic, uh, pass catching, receiving, run after catch tight end, if, which ultimately is what Dalton Schultz was this year, I think there's more athletic, more dynamic players. Just on the short list of free agent tight ends out there, Gerald Everett is one that comes to mind immediately. I think Gerald Everett is a guy – I've always admired him from an athletic tight end perspective. Jonu Smith – is another one out there. We played against him. The Texans played against him when he was at Tennessee. I think he's been – where did he go? He went to New England, and then this year – where he ended up somewhere. Atlanta, in Atlanta this year. Um, super athletic. Not going to help you much in a run game, but super athletic. He had and, a pretty and, good
4: game against the Texans this year. The, the two uh, tight ends did. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Um, but, but, you know, those – if you're going to go the route of a guy that you're not really going to lean on in the run game but is going to help you in the pass game, there are more athletic, more dynamic, more explosive – tight end slash H back type players out there, right? If, if you want to go with a guy that's a little bit more well-rounded, that's comfortable putting his hand in the dirt, that's a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier, tight end that, that can hopefully help you in a run game. Um, it's, there's Hunter Henry's out there. He's very capable of that. So, um, there's just other options that ultimately I think are better than Dalton Schultz here in Houston. Um, the other part of this to me ron is that there is there's there's two ways that if if you look at outside of the the actual running back position there's two spots where the texans can get better by bringing somebody in right that's left guard and tight end but really, really, it's left guard in the tight end room. Because when we talk about the tight end room, I'm talking about a Y, which is an inline tight end, hand in the dirt. I'm talking about your H, which is your move back, your move tight end, and or your fullback, which is Andrew Beck this year that moves around, right? Those, those three positions are usually filled by two guys. So we're talking about that entire room, not just one particular player. But if you want to get this run game better, if you want to be a more physical football team up front, I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do with Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil. I just I don't know there's a whole lot you can do with that. I think Shaq Mason um, is is going to get the job done at right guard. Uh, I think Juice Scruggs is going to be your left guard or your center. And I think I think long haul, especially run game, he's going to be fine. Left guard, tight end, halfback, fullback—those are the places where you can bring a person, a, a, a player in, and and become a more physical football team. And I think I, I think they've got to do that really probably at all all of the positions, but they've got to do that at the tight end position.
4: And it to me it's much like the running back position. I think running back and tight end are two positions that they need improvement in and they can easily do it. And it is not and it's cost of it is not cheap, or I mean it's not expensive, excuse yeah. me. It, it is it is something extremely doable that will not prevent them to be able to do anything. Any other big moves? Yep. Like it, it's not always the case. Sometimes you could be stuck really needing a pass rusher, and that's going to cost you big time. Or you could be stuck really needing a corner, and that could cost you big time. Like right now, the running back room and the tight end room is something very doable with guys out there. And to me, I, I think I think this is this is a multiple ad. Like I I think they need at least two, right? Boy, like, that
0: that would be that, Ron. To me, that would be. I mean, you because you, you bring in like, uh, like the you said it earlier. New England Patriots did with John O. Smith and 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 Hunter Henry. Um, you know, a, a combination of that, or Hunter Henry and Gerald Everett, or, or something like that. Boy, you 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 upgrade that room in a in a major major way.
4: And then if you brought if you like if you were to do that, say Gerald Everett and, and and Hunter Henry or whoever those whatever combination those two a more of an inline blocker that has passed. Catching ability and, and a Gerald Everett who I think is just a a better, more athletic pass catching version of what Dalton Schultz and Brevin Jordan are. You bring those two in and you add one of these backs. Saquon is the one that I've talked about. You you change your offense. Oh, big time. You change your offense. Big time. You change your offense and and those are starting to add the big time threats and you got mismatches potentially in the
0: yep in the game. Big time. So
4: there, it's just it's available. It's there. And uh, it's a spot where they can do that. All right, Um, a couple of things coming up. Mel Kuyper Jr. uh, has his latest mock draft. You don't want to miss where he says the Texans are potentially going. And um, some thoughts on those who are thinking, yes, go ahead and sign Nico Collins off of this first year, this one great year he has had. Some thoughts to maybe at least give you a, a place to pause on that idea. We'll discuss that next.
0: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610
1: presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
0: Ron, I'm looking at an article right now, man. Kings of Leon. More...
4: <laughs> you were gonna let that go. King... It was cowboy boots. Kings <laughs> of Leon, more
0: than just Southern Rock. I'll be damned.
4: That's it. I'm gonna listen to him. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to Whiskey Myers and see if I get what, what, what you're talking.
0: Well, Whiskey's a little bit more a little bit more rock, where Kings of Leon gets. a would little... Would
4: you not even consider Whiskey Country?
0: No, I would not consider him country. If I no, I, I would not consider. I, are there, are I would they come,
4: are they labeled it? Are, are they? Kind of labeled as that?
0: I don't know what they would be labeled as. To be completely honest with you, I, Southern Rock. There, there is, to me, they are true blues Southern Rock, and and don't and and don't vary much. Um, where Kings of Leon has a, a little bit more of what I what all, all the stuff I mentioned earlier. The 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 there's a blues, there's a there's an alternative, there's a little different vibe to it. But Kings of Leon, to me the to me the sound is it can be very similar in terms of how they approach music. Killer voices.
4: I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take it in. I'm gonna take it in. W- would
0: have never compared the two if it wasn't for you and your love for Kings of Leon. My point is is if you can to get me trying to get me to understand if it you can enough. come around to Kings of Leon, given given your roots, your uh, your your music roots, I would imagine you could come around to a little Whiskey Myers. That's <laughs> the point. Let's do it. I'm so, Sorry, I didn't mean to let it
4: Somebody to, Text line said Whiskey Myers is labeled as Texas country.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't uh, uh, they're 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 from where are they from Palestine? They're from they're from Texas. I, I wouldn't consider it Texas country, but that, that's just me. It's Southern rock, and they happen to be from Texas.
4: Just happen to Southern rock. I'm, I'm gonna take a listen. They
0: to- are influenced by a bunch of the old the older Texas country guys that kind of started creating Red Dirt Texas country down here. But whatever. <clears throat> All right, we've heard from. Come give them a listen. You can tell me if you think it's country.
4: I'm, I'm gonna listen to it. All right. I'll have it before tomorrow. I like to say that. Before tomorrow. Um, uh, uh, listen, we heard from uh, D'Amico yesterday, heard from uh, Nick Casario today. And Nick talked about, um, he was asked about Nico Collins, asked about, you know, potential of a contract. And he talked about, hey, man, we're, we're open to do it anywhere. We're open to do it, you know, uh, uh, down the line. We're open to do it now. We're open to do it training camp. We'll do it in the middle of the season. We've shown we'll do it whenever. Uh, and he did acknowledge during his press conference, he himself said at one point, I know you guys are going to ask me a question about Nico Collins. Like he talked about himself, but there are people who are saying, yo, like, Hey, like one thing I've heard about receivers, receiver aid, we've talked about Mike Evans, T Higgins, whatever receivers, not to potentially bring them on. Because if you sign those guys, you wouldn't be able to sign Nico Collins. And I know you got some uh, some potential numbers that at least, just, at least made you pause a little bit and makes some other people pause because, like, to me, signing Nico Collins, I mean, it's a fault, but it is not a serious thing. Like, it's not a serious thing. For me personally, he has not shown nearly enough, and he had an amazing season, Clint, but he has not shown nearly enough right. for me oh. to say, hey, man, I'm going to sign him early. I'm gonna sign him before I have to.
0: Well, look, I, I I think the Nico Collins conversation is is better and more fitting if if it's couched as is Nico Collins good enough for the Texans to not pursue Mike Evans or one of the top end receivers. Um, but in this case, the Nico Collins conversation is couched because, uh, as as a a new deal, an extension, if you will, because Nick Casario randomly brought his name up uh, in his in his meeting with the media today from um, from the combine. So that brings you to the conversation of a, you know, what do you, where are you at with Nico? Here is when it comes to a from a contract perspective. Like I believe Nico's people, his representation, after the year he had, are going to stand on the mountaintop and demand big time, top tier money. And I think Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's are going to look at this thing and say, "Man, one year was a hell of a year, but it was one of three, and it, it, the sample size isn't big enough for you to, for us to crack you off a check." Uh, yeah. That that um, and or tie us to you long term, given that one year is really all we've seen. Uh, so I don't think that that there is a I don't even think there's a conversation about extending him at this point in time. I, I don't think either side is is. It doesn't make common sense for either side to agree on that deal. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that's where I'm at. But my point is, it, it, Ron, when you look at Nico Collins, it, it, it's, we've seen one really good year. And I know as fans it's easy to look at it and go, I'm convinced he's the one, man. I'm convinced. Give him the money. When you look back over the years, there's been a handful of receivers that have had monster years that some of them got paid, some of them didn't, but they'd had monster years and then went on to do very little. So the the point is, while there are the Devontae Adams and 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 uh, you know the receivers that are the usual suspects in the top fifteen year in year out statistically, that it's a bad year if they don't go over a thousand. It's a bad year if they don't catch eight or more touchdowns. It, it's a bad year if they're not just torching the league. Right? That you you AJ Brown, uh, uh, Mike Evans. Um, as I said, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. I mean, these guys are just – I mean, these guys are just stacking. Year in a year his, out. Right. Yep. But there have been over the years a receiver jump up and have a monster year and then fall by the wayside. I'll give you an example. Now, I had to go back a few years, obviously, because I needed two or three years of of, of post-monster year to, to, to see that they fell off. Devontae Parker. Everybody remembers Devontae Parker in Miami. 2019. Twelve hundred plus yards, nine touchdowns, damn near seventeen uh seventeen yards a catch. Been in the league nine years. It's his only thousand yard season. Mm. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he tw- looked at too, boy. He, he had Devontae, body and everything. Yes, man. indeed. Kenny Galladay, twenty nineteen. Damn near twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, over eighteen yards per catch. He hadn't sniffed a thousand yards since then.
4: One of, the, one of the weapons they thought they were going to help Saquon with with the Giants.
0: That's right. Allen Robinson, let's go, go back even further, because this is over a 10-year career. Allen Robinson, over a 10-year career. His second year in the league back in 2015, check, I didn't realize this. I knew he had big numbers. I didn't realize they were this big. 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, damn near 18 yards per catch. In 10 years, you know how many thousand-yard seasons he's had? Three. Three. You may know this name, Robert Woods. In 2018, Robert Woods had over 1,200 yards receiving, six touchdowns, over 14 yards per catch. You know what he's done since? He's had one 1,000 yard season since. And in the last four years, Robert Woods has caught 13 touchdowns in the last four seasons. Right? I mean, it, it, it's when we start talking about how convinced we are in a player. It is it is hard to get to that top tier number one wide receiver. Pay the guy the money and let's let's pass on the other the other big timers that are out there.
4: And 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 and, and when you get to that, it should even more. And I'm sure uh, that that D'Amico and and Nick are looking at this. But it, it should even more get to the point. Yo, there's no reason we have to do this. Hell, Nick, ain't gonna sit out. Nico ain't about to, ain't about, to ain't about to go ahead and hold out or anything like that. You're not at a point where you have to. Now, maybe, maybe let's say if we sit here and it's November, no mid-November or something, and he is on a tear and he is he is starting to replicate everything he did last year and the run of the catch is a real thing, and we're sitting there and and he's like at a Pro Bowl level or whatever. Ah, then maybe you might want to start the, sure. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at that point, Nico shouldn't Nico should wait until the year is over unless it's something that is just something he can't turn down. Yep. But mm-hmm. but yeah, man, with all of those those examples, like you You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it and it shouldn't come into focus in your mind at that at this point anyway. To even think about jumping the gun and paying him, there's only one player on the team to me that I I look at and say, I've seen so much and the important of importance of his position and what he does. I I'd be willing to play pay before I have to, and that's CJ. It's the only person.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. Hell, I didn't I didn't want to play. I didn't I didn't want to pay Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson before. Uh, now they were trying to pay them two years earlier. Uh, Dak Prescott, they're trying to pay him two years earlier. Like I, I, I didn't want to pay those guys. I damn sure don't want to pay a, a non-quarterback earlier than you need to. Um, I'm with you on Nico, man. If he starts and he's balling out mid-year, and and, and he'll they can come to terms. Let's get it done. Um, if not, get it done as soon as the season's over. I, I think at the end of the day, um, you, you're gonna have a very wide receiver friendly. You got a very wide receiver friendly offense in Houston. And, and you're going to have guys that want to play here. You're, you're going to have the ability to go get that tier two wide receiver damn near anytime you want to. Uh, if, if Nico um, chooses to leave Houston after another good year, I would be shocked, to be completely honest with you.
4: From the text line, Cash is good enough in one season to not pursue Patrick Queen, but Nico is not good enough to not pursue Evans. Got it.
0: You are correct. You are correct. E- even though I don't know, I don't know where that I don't know where that came from. I know, Did you ever say you wouldn't pursue Patrick Queen?
4: I never said it, but I I will say it now. I will I would not pursue Patrick Queen for the cost of what. The- well, I, I
0: don't know. I haven't heard a conversation of what the cost is going to be or or. I what- mean,
4: <clears throat> numbers that I know uh, in the lupus is, is thrown around and numbers you've heard uh, five years, $92 ninety-two million, eighteen plus a year for Patrick Queen.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'll get on. I'll get on that both then. I, I'm, I'm out on that too. I, yes, I would take. I would take uh, Blake Cashman for what he's going to get, what he brings to the table, the position that he plays. Yes, to, yes, I, I would to take that
4: receiver and game-changing weapon.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would take that. Yeah, the um,
4: positions are, of importance are, are different.
0: Yeah, it's just two different conversations. It's just yeah. two. It's com- two di- completely different uh, conversations. So, and one, um, Mike
4: Evans has been the best. Uh, Player at his position on his team uh, for years, and Patrick Queen's the second best linebacker on his team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, no. Here's the other thing too, Ron. He's a player. It's all. It's all like you're. You're Blake. You're gonna. You're gonna pay Blake Cashman what? No disrespect, but what Blake Cashman is worth. Yep. I mean, he's not even gonna get in the in the in the atmosphere of what Patrick of whatever that kind five for ninety two. He's that's not even gonna be. No, you're, you're going to get Blake for what Blake is is, is is who he is and 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 what he's done. Like if you paid Nico at this point in time, like I, he's had one good season, and you're going to pay him like you, I, if I were Nico, I'd be wanting to get paid Damn, like top receivers like in this league. Yes, yes, yeah. You not you should. That's crazy. You're not paying him like a guy that's that's been in the league and for three term. seasons and two of them was were non factors
4: and long term. Long term, you're talking yes. about four or five yeah. years, at probably twenty plus.
0: Yeah, That's you're you're, 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 pay, you're paying you're Blake, Blake. You're paying Blake Cashman because he's he's come in been a good backup. He's played he, he's played all the special teams and he, and he proved that he could be a starting linebacker in this league, uh, with this season. So let's keep him around, and and it's going to be minimal. Do- I would think it's going to be minimal dollars, relatively speaking. The problem with Nico is that if Nico's got any sense whatsoever, he wants to be paid like Mike Evans. And if the Texans have any sense whatsoever, they're going to say, we've seen one really good season from you.
4: All right. um, All right. Also, by the way, Mel Kuyper has the Texans drafting an offensive tackle from Oklahoma in the first round in his latest mock draft that he released today. Come on, Mel. It's an interesting decision. Texans all-access behind us, so stay tuned for that. And then after that, uh, Chris's show. Uh, Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton coming up from 7 to 10. Uh, We still got to discuss your thoughts. Get well, Tyler. Uh, Clint, great job. Brandon Scott, appreciate you for joining us. Chris, great job as always. I'm Ron Hughley. As always, Houston, we love you, baby. I Sounds just want chili and a cinnamon roll. I just, That's
0: that, a weird combination, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'd, oh, I'd, knock, I'd, really, I'd knock both of them down with you.
4: A, no, yeah, that was, that was be one of my favorite days uh, in a cafeteria growing up. Both of them? Oh, that was it. That was it. I mean, cinnamon same. rolls,
0: breakfast, and chili. Oh,
4: every time we had chili, we had a cinnamon.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, all the way. Like, I mean, yeah, middle school, elementary Kansas middle City,
0: weird up there in Kansas City, man.